Podcast Network Asia. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Class Clown Podcast. This is Chino Liao reporting for duty. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Uh, for your first episode of the week, this is the Solo Pod making its return after three weeks of no Solo Pods whatsoever. Um, there are a number of reasons for that. First reason being that I was under quarantine, and yes, while it would have been nice to do a podcast episode while I was in a shitty hotel in in. Quezon City, um, di ko naman siya uh, <laughs> papangalanan, uh, but it was just not, it was not a nice hotel, you guys. It was just like, it was a, a hotel that's a bit nicer than a motel, you know. Yung, yung motel na pagdadalan mo ng <laughs> putang mahal mo. Alam mo yun, like, like, if you really love that hooker you're with, then you bring them to that nice hotel. Other than, other than that, just go to a fucking hole in the wall, right? <laughs> like, it was... It, the food was also so bad and it was just a small space and it was just such an inefficient waste of time that I really just tried to do everything in my power not to waste the time that I was given while I was in that hotel. My dad, who I shared the room with, just slept a lot. He slept 90% of the time and the other 10% he used to fucking... Watch Eat Bulaga. <laughs> That's his day. He wakes up, watches Eat Bulaga, and then goes back to sleep, right? So that's what he did. For me, myself, I was able to do a few streams uh, very poorly. In fact, if you heard my little rant on the Wrestling Wrestling podcast, it would explain to you how sucky my accommodations were. The food was bad, the internet was worse, the room was very, very old. And what I'm really trying to get at here is that this 10-day quarantine that they demand from people is is just an extremely huge waste of time. It is not just a waste of time, but it's also a waste of money. And it just goes to show how ineffective, this is a government rant, if you don't want to listen to it, fast forward 30 seconds or so. But it's such an inefficient waste of time on people's part and on government resources that there are better ways to fucking mandate quarantine from people. You know, there are better ways to that we could have handled this whole pandemic situation with the influx of travelers returning to the country. And instead, it feels like a step back. From everything else. Now, kung DDS ka at nakikinig ka nito, then bakit, di ba? Pang-intellectual people lang itong show ko. <laughs> but, if you agree with me, please remember to register to vote and think about how many people have been marginalized by this administration. Diba? And sasabihin nyo, ay, tangin na, nagreklamo ka kasi nasa hotel ka ng 10 days. Hindi, nagreklamo ako kasi naubos yung 10 days ko. It was like I was home 
Japan was not at the same time. You know, it was like I was in a weird limbo flux situation here. Kasi nga, sa bahay ka nga, sa Pilipinas ka nga, nakauwi ka nga, pero wala ka sa bahay. You are not in your own home. You are unable to fucking do the things that you love to do. And so, as a result, wala. Nasayang lang yung oras mo. Nasayang lang yung oras ng tao. Nasayang lang yung pera nila. Because this government is ineffective. Diba? Gusto nilang pumikbak dun sa mga hotels na nag-register sa kanila, quote-unquote. Diba? What does a hotel have that a house doesn't have? That's my real question. Or rather, why do you put the burden on people to fucking quarantine for themselves? Shouldn't that be your responsibility diba? to have managed this pandemic better instead of putting the burden on the people who are trying to get back home to their families and their loved ones? Instead of putting that burden back on them, you're just fucking not doing anything. It's just, it's so frustrating. And I know it's been longer than 30 seconds now. So I'll end my government rant with that and move on to another reason why I haven't been doing a lot of these solo pods. So uh, another clear reason for me not to do the solo pod has been the fact that after five months of being away, my house has also not been touched. For five months. Our home is on the third floor of a multi-story complex. I say multi-story, pero tatlo lang naman yung floors. <laughs> but, uh, so at the very tippy top of this building that I'm in, right, which I share with five other families, my house has not been cleaned, has not been uh, disinfected, or fucking... Uh, even paid attention to in the past five months. Nangyayari pala yun eh, di ba? I, I am so fucking pampered and ignorant that I thought na <laughs> may kalat ka, mawawala na lang siya mag- mag-isa. You know what I mean? Like if you fucking miss the waste basket <laughs> with, with some refuse, di ba? Pag hindi pumasok sa basurahan, nawawala na lang siya. But it didn't happen this time around. Kasi nga, walang naglinis. So I came home to a room, not even a whole house. I didn't even have to touch the whole house. I just had to take care of my little section of this house, which is my room. And in this room, I found organisms just partying it up in there. But after five months, they just decided to throw a house party. You fucking dust bunnies. And you know how they say dust bu- bunnies li- like multiply a lot, right? They, they fuck like rabbits, right? Well, dust bunnies also do the same thing. Kasi ang kalat niya, ang daming alikabok, everything was just growing out of crevices. It was insane. And I didn't expect to have my welcome back be three days of non-stop cleaning. But that's exactly what happened. Um, wala na kaming maid because I, uh, she left. Uh, kasi ganun talaga ang maids. Umaalis, di ba? Parang ano lang yan. <laughs> Parang disease sa life. I, I can't believe I compared the maid to a disease. But whatever, man. The point I'm trying to get at here is that it's just an unnecessary hassle that just ate into my day. And then add to the fact that because we weren't here for five months, we also didn't have the resources necessary to uh, to do things for five months. So, wala kaming internet for the longest time. 
Like I had to figure out how to reattach connections, and I'm not. I'm barely an IT expert, right? I am barely a techie. Okay, hindi ako knowledgeable sa mga ganyang bagay, but because I am the youngest person here, I am the only capable person to reattach LAN connections here. So I had to fucking finagle with that and figure out how those work. So parang sobrang gulo lang din talaga ng situation dito that it took a lot of time. And so if you're still listening to the 17, or sorry, 7-minute rant after all that, then congratulations because we are going to jump right into the comedy talk. No, during the time where I didn't have opportunities to record podcasts or even do the things that I love, the creature comforts that I've grown accustomed to, my haircuts, my uh, trips to the grocery, or even a mall, I didn't get to do all that. So now... I spent my days just catching up on a lot of podcasts. You know, I guested the guys from Solid OK, the Triple A's, Alexa Landon and Aldo, and we got to talking about uh, different things about the comedy world. And one of the things that I remember listening to from one of their episodes with Victor, uh, from Sabayan with Victor, was, was Worst Comedy Sets Ever. So we will talk about that today. We'll talk about my worst comedy set ever and my best comedy set ever. They are not the same things, guys. <laughs> they are actually two different things. And I've had a lot of worst comedy sets, probably a lot more than best. Comedy sets, right? There are sets wherein I stood in front of people and just tried to fucking throw jokes that didn't work and would leave the stage and leave that awkward gap in between. Na parang sinasabi nila na tinatamad ako. But in essence, what really happened was I thought I had something that worked but didn't. But in even when those happened, those aren't my worst comedy sets ever no actually my worst comedy set ever happened when i um tried a little hosting in most during one open mic um i've had to host before um and it's so for the most part gumagana naman siya uh i i become a little playful with, with audience members with with people who are there I like to have fun, right? It was good. It was fun. It was nice. But this one particular night, I decided to call out two audience members who were in the middle of the room just chatting it up. Uh, and they happened to be open micers too. So I thought I'd have fun with these two rude people who were just chatting it up in the middle of people's sets just who don't care whatsoever which is funny because they're open micers, right? You think they have some decorum when it comes to these sets. So they did. So I talked to them, and, and that's where the derailment happened. That's when I started to lose control 
of my banter and it just went from playful riffing to just downright meanness. I've had comedians describe that night as a night of pure, unrivaled anger. As in lahat ng audience members inaway ko. Which was not really the point I was trying to do here. To be honest with you, that wasn't really the point. But I was just digging a hole for myself. Deeper and deeper and just angry that none of the jokes got to work. Because I was just getting mad at people. And anger can be useful in comedy. It's one of the attitudes Judy Carter teaches us. She teaches us that things that make you angry can be funny. But you should never, ever, ever get mad at audience members. Because it's just it's not a pretty, pretty sight. And since then... I really haven't hosted an open mic. I don't think I can host anymore. That's um, not my personal opinion. It's the opinion of other comics. So I just try and stick to the time that I have and do do comedy in my own little way. That's the worst part. The worst set, rather, that I've ever had to do. Right? That, that happened in most... It'll probably happen again. I don't know. I can't really tell. Nakapandemic pa tayo, diba? So, madamang pag lumabas tayo dito and we do an open mic again in, in Moans or wherever, batak tayo lahat, diba? So, maybe the smallest things fucking piss us off. But who knows, right? But I, it's just... I, I ate on stage once uh, during the Hong Kong Comedy Festival. International Comedy Festival. And I don't think that compares as worse to this. You know what I mean? I don't think that was as bad as this. So, in that sense, I still feel that me losing my shit in front of audience members in Kowloon House was the worst comedy set I've ever had. Now from worse, let's end on a good note and talk about my best comedy sets ever. Um, there have only been a handful of these. And I remember, ang maganda dyan is because there have been so little, I remember each and every one of them, right? So to pick my very best is like picking your favorite child. you know. And I do have a favorite child. It was my first best set ever. Um, it was where I got to experience the magic of laughter and that comedian's high where, where people are eating out of the palm of your hand, where people are just losing their shit laughing at something you said. And it, it carries you to do more comedy, you know? Kaya madaming nagiging addict na comediante. It's because laughter is a drug. Diba? Laughter is, is the best medicine, as they say. And it's also the best form of drug diba? because it can only be provided by another person. Diba? It, it, you get hard, or at least I do, from other people's laughter. I, I, I <laughs> pop a boner in my pants whenever somebody laughs at something I said because it's just an, an incredible feeling. It's euphoric. It's something you don't get over. And the very, very first time I've had that happen to me where it was pure 
and clean and just unadulterated was in San Francisco, California. Again, sobrang unattainable goal to dahil kailangan mo ng US visa para ma-experience mo to. But it in truth is where I found my best set ever. It was in a bar called The Brainwash. And bar is a generous term for it because The Brainwash is essentially a laundromat, pinball arcade, and cafe all rolled into one. It's very typical of San Francisco. Kasi maliliit lang yung places nun. So everything had to be everything else. You know, it had to serve multiple functions. So while you were doing comedy, in one side of the room, there were people doing their laundry on another side and then people just playing pinball machines on the other, right? It sounded like chaos and like the worst place ever to do uh, comedy in but it actually was one of the best places ever to do comedy in this was the same bar that gave birth to the likes of Ali Wong and and W. Kamau Bell I believe also did sets there and see you know, see uh, Lenny Bruce and see Dolphy and basically it was just a mecca for open mic in San Francisco and this one particular night was hosted by a man who I have considered a mentor and a friend by the name of Tony Sparks. Now, Tony Sparks is a legend in the San Francisco open mic scene. He's just, he is a guy that runs multiple rooms in San Francisco, and he's turned into be this... The guy, they call him the godfather of open mic comedy, and he was one of the first people that my original comedy mentor, Tim Tayag, turned to or directed me to when I first explored wanting to do comedy in San Francisco. Tim Tayag, as we all know, or for those of you that don't know, started comedy in San Francisco as well. He directed me to the brainwash, then that's where I met Tony Sparks. And in one night, I got to meet Tony Sparks. He put me up on an open mic show where people are just getting paid pennies and dimes, right? They pass around a tip jar with um, a pitcher that was a tip jar, and people would just stuff ones and fives and tens. And kung galandiga, you put a hundred in there. And then comedians, the 20 comedians that performed that night, get to split it amongst themselves. And I was just one of 20 that night. I wasn't even um, a feature comedian. They Nobody knew me. I was some fat kid from the Philippines. But I brought my cousin along and I brought her then boyfriend along. And I didn't expect anything from that night. I just thought it would be another one of these nights, these comedy nights here at the Brainwash. But then I told my first joke, which was a very lewd joke about the Holocaust. I used to have this joke wherein I went, my name is Chino and I am Chinese. That's so weird. That would be like if I was Jewish and my name was Holocaust. That's the essence of the joke. And when I told that in front of that packed room that night, the room exploded with laughter. Just raucous laughter. And then then I told my second joke, which I can't remember now. And then I told my third. And every single time I told the joke, everybody was laughing. Like, it sounds like I'm making this up. But it was absolutely true. In that moment, 
people were laughing. And there's video evidence of this too. Okay? My cousin's then boyfriend had a flip camera. Right? Remember those? Those tiny pocket cameras? And he used it to record my set. Pero nag-break sila So now I have footage, right? So now all you have is my word. But it truly, it just fucking makes me so happy thinking about that set every time. Now, sadly, the brainwash, the brainwash rather, closed its doors a few years back. It was uh, such an unfortunate time. Nagsarasha, I didn't even expect it to be around. I didn't even expect it to close. I thought that place would be there forever. Pero nawala as things happen. And comedy moved on. But every time I think back on the brainwash and how magical that room was and how many incredible comedians I've met there, uh, I can't help but think back to that set. That one random Thursday night in San Francisco. So that's it. That is what I've been up to. Those are my comedy sets, the worst one and the best one. And that is how I um, have been doing so far here in this part of the world. Now, I am thinking about wrapping up my second season of the Class Clown podcast. So if you are just listening to this podcast right now, if this is your first ever episode First of all, bakit? Ako lang naman to. Wala <laughs> ibang guest dito. I am not of any interest. Diba? Second of all, please go back and listen to all our other episodes because all of them have been incredible. Diba? Every single topic you can think of nandyan yan. Right? And just because you think I'm about to wrap up with my last handful of episodes doesn't mean guest. In fact, I'm just ramping up on guesting this time around. So, that being said, I hope you guys have an incredible week and wait for my Friday episode to drop featuring the triple A's, si Alexio, si Andrin, and si Aldo. Till next time, my name is Shina Liao. This has been the Class Clown Podcast, powered, of course, by Podmetrics. And... Podcast Network Asia. Thank you and goodbye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.